Hi, everyone, and welcome to Weekly Homilies with Father Mark Sislanko, pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut, part of the Catholic Archdiocese of Hartford. I'm Carol Vassar, Parish Director of Communications. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 43, for the final Sunday of this liturgical year, the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, November 22, 2020. Our Gospel reading is from Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right side and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, And you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your deeds? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of the least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Centuries ago, the great preacher, St. John Chrysostom, made this remark. If you cannot find Christ in the beggar at the church door, you will not find him in the chalice. If you cannot find Christ in the beggar at the church door, you will not find him in the chalice. Very often, our ideas of God can get in the way of an encounter with God. Where we expect to find God, how we expect to approach God may not be where God is calling to reveal himself to us. So anxious to run to one place or to another, we miss the opportunities along the way where God is also revealing his presence to us 
and looking for our attention and focus. As we gather on this feast of Christ the King, we have a wonderful opportunity as we end one liturgical year today and begin another next Sunday with the first Sunday of Advent to a little bit to do a little bit of an examination on where we've been over this past year and where we would like to go in our new liturgical year. As we look back over the last several months, it goes without saying that they have been most challenging indeed. We have all experienced the anxiety and the unsettledness of this pandemic time. In addition to that, our world is also going through some very strong growing pains. And as we find ourselves living in this time, this time of uncertainty, this time of change, we all can relate to feelings of disappointment, disillusionment, concern, anxiety, trepidation, and uncertainty. We look to what was in our life, and we find that we must act and live in a way that is different. Our relationships have changed. Those who need us most, those in institutions, those facing critical times in their life must be kept at a distance. Our social relationships have changed. We cannot freely move about as we used to, gathering in ways that were familiar. And so as we negotiate this new venue of life, we find ourselves processing all of this information and finding ourselves indeed in a very unsettled and different place. In addition to this, in our own personal lives, those things that may have been somewhat present before, but not quite, may be surfacing at a new and deeper level. Someone who may have struggled with a bit of loneliness before may find themselves in a crisis today. Those who may have struggling with a bit of depression, anxiety before, may find that rising to a fever pitch today. Someone who may have been in a relationship that was weak and in need of attention may find that relationship falling apart because of the stress that is being encountered. So wherever we are in our life, as we look back at this past year, it has been a year of challenge and change. But the question for you and I, spiritually, is can we find God in all of those experiences? Can we find God's presence in the anxiety, in the fear, in the depression, in the uncertainty, in the change, and in the newness of things? As I talk with folks, many remark to me that they have lost touch with their spirituality. They find it difficult to engage 
in their relationship with God, to find him, to feel him, and to have a sense of that consolation and that hope. They feel very deeply within that something has changed, but they really don't know what. And they find that path to God becoming a difficult one to traverse. Is God present in all of those circumstances? Very often, as we search for God's presence, it's easier to see him in hindsight with 2020 vision and more difficult as we're going through the experience to point to and to relish in his presence. But in and through it all, our faith tells us that God is there. The tendency would be for some to put their spiritual lives on hold, to say, well, I can connect again when I find myself in a better place. When this pandemic gets resolved, I can return to a more fervent practice of my faith. When things get better, I will feel more invested in my relationship with God and perhaps be better able to reconnect at that point. Well, putting our spirituality on hold causes us to miss where God may be leading us today. The fact of the matter is that God is not a God of the static and the predictable or the God who can be found in only one place and not another. God is the God of surprises and of disguises. God comes to us in ways that we can't even often see or imagine and under the veil of circumstances that we often would not suspect. He comes to us in the poor, the vulnerable, the broken, the different. He comes to us in the unpredictable, the uncertainty, the anxiety, the suffering, and the pain. He comes to us in the disillusionment, the, the shattered dreams and hopes, the change, the development, the becoming, the going. God is in all things and in all people, and especially in those who need our attention the most, that beggar at our door. God comes to us in ways that we often miss because we only think of looking for him in particular places and at certain times. Our spiritual lives are complicated matters. We don't always feel connected and we don't always experience the joy of consolation. Very often we can find ourselves distracted, disconnected, and not sure how to sail down the waters of our lives. But when we have opened up this avenue to faith, when we've opened up ourselves to a relationship with God, we begin to realize that in those moments of darkness and in those moments of dryness, we always find ourselves still connected to that anchor of his presence. It is the anchor of that presence that even in the midst of despair, even in the midst of uncertainty, and even in the midst of disillusionment, gives us this hope of being centered and focused and cared for 
by this God of love. We realize that that anchor of faith is what carries us through and gives us the courage to move on even when we can't see clearly and we don't know quite where we are going to end up. It is that anchor that keeps us connected to our creator and assures us that even though we can't see him and even though we can't feel him, that he is here with us by our side, revealing himself to us in all of the circumstances of our life. So perhaps the challenge for you and I, as we end one liturgical year and embark upon the other, is to put our relationship with God in check. To begin to look and to listen and to learn in the ordinary everyday stuff of our lives about where God is leading us and about where God is beckoning us. To remain steadfast in our faith, even in moments of uncertainty and moments of trial. To remain committed to the anchor of our lives, an anchor that we know is sure and true, and an anchor that will always keep us tethered to where we need to be, never allowing us to stray too far from where we know we need to be. The psalmist had it right. Lord, let your face shine on us. Let us experience the gladness of heart and joy. Thy kingdom come, our Lord asks us to make that request. And sometimes in the unsettledness of our life, as we're searching for the right words to bring to prayer, as we're trying to open up ourselves to a relationship with God, the simplest prayer is often the best. Lord, let your face shine upon me. Let me experience the joy of heart and gladness of heart that comes with your presence. Thy kingdom come. You see, the kingdom of Christ is not something just to be revealed sometime in the future. The kingdom of God is here and now accessible to us. God is wanting and willing to break through into our lives to reveal himself to us. All we have to do is open our doors to minds and hearts and souls to receive him as he is and as he needs to be. Father Mark Sislanko is the pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Learn more about our parish community at isidoreandmaria.org and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our music comes free of charge from Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening.